Is it even possible to be a perfect parent? Some of my baby boomer friends have become grandparents and now have lots of stories about the new rules of raising perfect children. We're being taught these rules by our own offspring. As a psychologist working in schools and conducting parent workshops, I do see the pressure that new parents are experiencing to abide by these rules. It's given me an appreciation for what an intense occupation being a parent has become. There's an unfortunate belief that there is a perfect way to do this job. Most people in my generation were just raised when parent was a noun. There was sometimes a bit of input from Dr. Spock, but we weren't parented. So we meet this new trend with a mixture of humor and resignation. One illustration was a recent email from a friend after she was allowed to take care of her baby grandson for the first time. Her message? After a week of rigorous training from both parents on how to change diapers, they go on their bottoms, and how to feed the baby with the bottle, the bottle goes into the baby's mouth. I am ready. They have all kinds of baby monitoring devices. I feel like I'm working in the Pentagon. Oh, and don't get me started on proper swaddling. We have to wrap them up like tight Cuban cigars. She's not alone in such training. The perfection assumption has either been spawned by or has led to a whole slew of books on the right way to perform every aspect of child care. Some new parents also come from career paths that include management strategies and performance reviews. This might impact their perspective. Some have had challenging fertility issues. That increases the anxiety about the perfect way to raise the baby. The pressure is evident at every age. The prenatal group often gives way to a parent group where the precise how-tos are shared with fervor. Parents can feel pressure about breastfeeding, sleeping, swaddling, and so on, with all elements presented as doctrine. Next, the perfect preschool is essential, and then they hit school age, and there's a whole slew of perfect enrichment activities. The poor parent who sits next to the perfect parent at soccer practice and finds that this person's child is also taking violin, chess, and French lessons. Many well-adjusted, successful adults were not Renaissance children. But when you're just taking your child home after school to hang out and play with the dog in the backyard, you can feel a twinge as your child's classmate is being escorted to multiple activities. With parenting almost morphing into a competitive sport, the process becomes more intent as the children approach junior high and other children are already building their resumes for college admissions. Yikes. And who is this all for? It is for our kids, but also for us to be viewed as good parents and even better, the parents of successful children. In parent workshops, I often share my own experience of being a new parent and seeing all those neat little stickers in the back windows of cars. The ones that say, Harvard, Yale, Stanford. Back then, I thought, hmm, I'd like to have one of those someday. As it turned out, I did not have a child in one of those schools, and that's been fine. People say, God laughs when man makes plans, 
but I believe God really cracks up when we make plans for our children. So I advise parents with this aspiration to do the following. While your child is very little, go get one of those stickers of your choice. Put it in the back window of your car. Get it out of your system now so that when your child inevitably takes a different route, you've already gotten the sticker and you can be more comfortable with their choices. To new grandparents, I suggest they continue with the resignation and humor approach. They can even be supportive or at least appear supportive. Children have survived very well with cloth diapers and disposable diapers. Children have thrived on breast milk, jar food, and homemade food. They have developed by playing in their backyard and by taking classes. Perhaps the greatest risk in this precision parenting trend is that in trying to be perfect parents, we may also be trying to create perfect children. In spite of my occasional efforts at perfect parenting, my children adopted a good enough approach to many things, so much so that good enough became a four-letter word in our house. After so many years as a psychologist and parent, I have come to understand that the value of being a good enough parent is that we can appreciate our children as good enough. There's a lot of pressure on everyone involved. Reasonable expectations of our children and ourselves are central in this child-rearing process. I've come to believe that good intentions, good sense, and good humor count for more than anything. These are good enough.